Sean Brayson at Daily Ticket with you here on a Friday. And, uh, hey, coming up tomorrow, just to let everybody know, I will be producing this show. Uh, and uh, They'll be live from Parks Casino, 9 to 11. Dick Girardi and Mike Kern live from Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Uh, normally Jansen is involved, but Jansen is uh, he's doing his, his, his duty. He is taking... Uh, some time off because I'm sure that vaccination is going to hit him pretty good today. But uh, uh, so I will be filling in tomorrow, nine to eleven tomorrow, right here in the Gambler, leading into our Saturday local program. So, so be sure to check us out. All right, let's head on to Dr. Glatt. Regrow your hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt. It's Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online, drglatt.com. Every Friday we check in with our good friend, Mr. Mark Drumheller, our sports wagering wizard. X underscore Drumheller is where you can find him. And Mark, I, the FCS Championship, Sam Houston State. We haven't talked to you since then. Cashes. Absolutely, man. It was it was an incredible game, and it was an incredible season, to be honest with you. And this is it's a tough weekend for me because this is the first weekend, um, you know, since September I don't have a football bet, right? So I got no football wagers in the account for this weekend, but I got, you know, the NBA playoffs to carry me through. So talk to me about that play because you had the money line, you had the, the the spread, and you had what else did you have? You had three way action on that game. I did, I did. So I had the future at the start of the playoffs. I had Sam Houston State at plus five hundred. Um, I thought it was great odds. I mean, they were a team that kind of answered the bell all year. Um, they were very explosive offensively, and they had a very strong defense. The only real question going into the playoffs with some of these teams is if you're not in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, it, it's hard to tell whether they can compete physically with those teams, right? The Missouri Valley got five teams into a 16-team field of the playoffs. So that kind of tells you how strong they are. But I thought Sam Houston up front was physical enough during the season. They shut down a lot of elite running games. Um, they were a little bit more finessed than what they saw in the playoffs. But um, them beating um, North Dakota State, the Bisons, ending their streak, right? That's a team that won eight of the nine last national championships. Um, and then for them to have that comeback against James Madison, uh, you know, down 24-3 at halftime. Um, I just knew that we were in pretty good shape. We caught a little bit of a break. You know, Mark Gronowski, the quarterback for South Dakota State, did get hurt on the first possession, so they had to go with their backup quarterback. Um, first quarter was real sloppy. There was a ton of rain. It was pouring down. But then things kind of settled down um, after that. And, uh, you know, Sam Houston State able to get it done 16 seconds on the clock. Um, Eric Schmidt threw a touchdown in the end zone um, as time was running out in the game. So it was just it was one of them storybook endings for Sam Houston State, and it was a storybook ending for my sportsbook account too. So I was very happy to cash in. You said the previous game was the best game you've ever seen as they came back and from a much bigger deficit. But what compare it was was this one better? A little bit better? A little bit sweeter well, at the end? I think it was just because it was the national championship, right? And it was kind of like. You know, Sam Houston State did that all throughout the playoffs. It was like, it was always like, oh, well, can they win this game? You know, it's North Dakota State, right? And then that was a game they went up 17-2 to in, right? They got a safety, and North Dakota State couldn't do anything offensively, right? 
but they got two special teams touchdowns, got themselves back in the game, actually took the lead, and then Sam Houston State came back and won. So they were a team that just never quit, man. Casey Keeler, um, Delaware, Rowan Ties, um, you know, he, he's put together a great program, man, and those guys never gave up. Uh, you know, Eric Schmidt, the quarterback, was out there getting beat on, uh, you know, blood all over the place, man. He was just a warrior, and he got it done, man. And it was it was really exciting, man. It was great football. For those who didn't watch it, you know, it, it really missed out because it was. Uh, I thought it was really exciting. The season was a little bit sloppy, as you would expect. Spring season, you know, coming off COVID, not a lot of time to prepare. But the uh, I thought the playoffs were really exciting. Let's stay with football, Drum. We're talking to Mark Drum Miller every Friday. We catch up with them. Let's stay with football. Let's bring it on over to the NFL side of things. And I got a question. As far as, you know, I had Jigsaw on a little bit earlier, and he was talking about how he still believes Aaron Rodgers out. He still believes that Aaron Rodgers will be heading out of Green Bay. I don't know where we're at. I know that June 1st is the date that everybody has circled, and, and I would expect that Aaron Rodgers does stay in Green Bay at this point in time. But where do you stand on it? Yeah, I think he's out. I, I agree there. I, I just think that, you know, if these guys watch Tom Brady kind of like force his hand and, and go somewhere else and go to a team that kind of is going to, you know, kind of build around him and, and give him a ton of weapons in the twilight of his career. And, and we saw the results of it, right? It was a Super Bowl. A lot of people were doubting Tom Brady um, and, you know, couldn't throw the ball deep. That was the narrative coming in the last season. And, and, you know, he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. And I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of looking at the same thing. Like, I think deep down inside, you know, he kind of wonders if, you know, they're ever going to get there when, when they're never going to give him weapons, right? Like, they, you know, they let the draft come and go. They don't get him big-time wide receivers. They make him kind of, you know, carry – uh, the offensive skill position players has Adams, right? That's his guy. But, you know, they, they really, you know, you're seeing teams now that, you know, their wide receiver core is three, four deep. Um, and Rodgers always had to kind of do it with less. And I think he wonders if he can really win another Super Bowl in Green Bay. And I think that's part of his motivation here, right? So they gave him the opportunity. You know, they opened the door saying, hey, you're probably not going to finish your career here. They draft his replacement. And I think now he's ready to hop through that window. Well, it does seem like that, you know. I just the the fact that everything has been silent for the last couple of weeks, I feel like cooler heads will prevail. But I, like I said, June first is that number or, or that date, and that's when everything is going to happen. Either he's going to stay, we're going to find that out, or you know what, he's going to force his way out. Now, the question I would have is is how do we approach this? You know, because this affects a lot. This affects the NFC. This affects. Uh, the North, this affects, uh, you know, whether or not we believe that a team, I'll put it to you this way, Tony said he feels like New Orleans could be in the mix to get him. And if they're, if, if New Orleans is in the mix to get him, they're at plus 2,800 to win the Super Bowl. you got to take a flyer on them early, correct? Yeah, and but it gets tough in this situation because you're kind of trying to anticipate who's going to be in the running. And as we saw with Brady, like, the people that were on Tampa before he decided that, you know, it was Tampa, but we heard, you know, what do we hear? We heard the Chargers. He wants to go to L.A. We heard a lot of stuff. So it is really hard to kind of pinpoint where he's going to go, like who's going to come up with the best package. I know lots of rumors with Denver, which makes a ton of sense. Um, but that's really the challenge. And you kind of see that in the betting market, right? You see them kind of halfway it. 
Like they 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 didn't completely line the odds of Green Bay as if he's leaving, but they they definitely didn't line it as if he's staying either. So they kind of you know put Green Bay's odds a little bit in the middle, um, kind of downgraded them a little bit, knowing that there is some uncertainty about his return. And I just think it's it, it's tough to kind of to really predict like where he's going to go. Is it worth a stab? Sure, but then if you take that stab you're stuck with a Jameis Winston-led team, right? And now you're betting on that, and that's where your money is, and that's definitely not what you want. So um, you'd have to kind of find a team, an opportunity. Like, I think as a team like Denver, maybe you don't bet them to win the Super Bowl, but maybe you bet them, you know, to win the division. You bet over their win total. You bet into that. To where they could do those things even if Rodgers doesn't come. But if Rodgers comes, it's just an auto bet at that point. Then then you know you're cashing your tickets. All right. Well, as far as some of these divisions, we were talking these divisions a little earlier, and uh, I'm wondering, you know, what is there anything that you would say right now it's important to get our bets in on a, a future, whether we're talking about win total or division, or would you say, you know what, and nothing's going to change, nothing's going to move for the most part of these next couple weeks, it's okay to wait till training camp? Yeah, I think it's if you're out on a team, like if you think a team is overrated in the market, then you pounce now, right? You know what I mean? Because you know, but if you think a team is underrated, you might want to wait and kind of see how it plays out because there can always be injuries, right? So if you're you're betting these over on the win totals, just hold off because you can kind of wait and yeah, you might you know you might lose some hold, right? It, it might get you know the juice might be higher as we get closer, but it's it's definitely worth holding on. I think at this point, if you're betting overs. Um, because of the case of injuries. You know, like, we could definitely see injuries from now until September. Uh, you know, we see guys like Andrew Luck just retire, right? You know what I mean? And take everybody by surprise. So you want to kind of, you know, make sure something like that doesn't happen. But if you're betting unders, like, if there's a team that you don't believe in, like, let's talk about, you know, we talked about the Saints. We brought them up. You know, if that's a team that you might not believe in with Jameis Winston, think they could take a step back, right? A team that's kind of aging at all the the skilled positions when you look at their defense all three levels got guys like Malcolm Jenkins and you know Cam Jordan some guys that are getting older um you know if you're if you're out on a certain team like that and you're betting those unders then I would just get in now while you can because um it's not like they're going to go out and you know obviously they go out and get a guy like Rodgers or something like that that changes the landscape of it but you know very very small percentage chance something happens that kind of changes your opinion um if you're already out on the team and you're betting the under if say Aaron Rodgers did end up in a New Orleans Saints uniform and I know we're just a completely a complete hypothetical here we had fun with it I'm curious to know what you would think the odds would do um, right now in DraftKings Sportsbook as I said 2800 for the Saints the top two teams are Kansas City Chiefs plus 500 the Bucks plus 675 and then it goes all the way to the Bills and Rams at plus 1300 I assume if Aaron Rodgers joined the Saints they jump the Bucks. I think that they fall right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it goes Chiefs plus 500, and I think the New Orleans Saints would slide in at plus 550. What do you think? I'm close, but I, I still think the Bucks would be be lined uh, better. I think they'd have shorter odds, the Bucks, just because I, I think like they'll definitely be ahead of you know the Rams, the Bills, the Niners, those teams. Um, but I, I just think that. You know, if you look at the game, I still think there's some concern when you look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And not that he can't win there in New Orleans with Sean Payton, but, you know, when it came, when push came to shove, when it was Brady against Rodgers, right? Like, 
He, he didn't run the ball at the end, right? He complained about the play call and kicking the field goal and playing soft, but there is a little bit of element to Aaron Rodgers that when we get deep into these playoffs, we, we don't always get the best version. You know what I mean? And, and I think that when we're talking about betting a team to win the Super Bowl, um, you know, you're, you're betting them against a guy like Tom Brady. I'm probably going to side with Brady at that point. Mahomes, the Chiefs, obviously, um, are going to be favorites probably for the next 10 years. Uh, you know, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes. But I think it definitely gets them in the conversation. But I think with Tampa bringing everybody back with winning it last year, now you got Brady full offseason in the offense, fully acclimated, right? And now it's Rodgers who has to get used to throwing slants all day, right? To slant boy Mike Thomas and, and you know, dump offs to Alvin Kamara, right? And, you know, he has to get used to the new offense. He's going to have the learning curve and all that stuff that Brady went through last year. So I still think he would be, uh, they would probably come in third underneath the Bucks and Chiefs. All right, we're talking to Mark Drumheller. X underscore Drumheller is when you can find him on socials. Of course, joins us every single Friday here on the Daily Ticket, just mixing it up a little bit on a feel-good Friday. Let's keep it moving, Drumheller. Let's bring it on over to the NBA side of things. Of course, 76ers will open up the first round of the playoffs on Sunday at 1 o'clock. A number of good games on Sunday. Looking forward to that. But we do have some series lines and, and of course, some Saturday games that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at those Saturday lines first because uh, it's a jam-packed day of action, man. We got the Heat and the Bucks to start things off at 2.10 p.m., followed by the Mavs and Clippers, Celtics and Nets, and then the Blazers and Nuggets. Put me in front of a TV all damn day long, please. Uh, but let's talk about this Heat-Bucks game right from the jump. First of all, five-point favorites, Milwaukee at home, 227 is your total there. The series price is crazy, though. Minus 305 for Milwaukee, plus 240 for the Miami Heat, and it's a trendy pick, man. A super, super trendy pick to take the Miami Heat, but I can see it with the value of plus 240. What is your thoughts on game one? What is your thoughts on the series? Wide open, your thoughts on the Bucks and Heat. Yeah, I like the Heat more in the series, probably in game one. I mean, listen, the five and a half is enticing, but I do like the Heat in the series. Like, I think there's value there at that number at 240. Listen, you know, we still have to find out if Giannis can win in the phone booth, right? Like, like he, they're going to give him space outside. You know, they're going to let him do all that, but they're going to wall off the paint. They're not going to let him inside. Um, they're going to limit the Bucks' transitions. You know, they're going to do all those things that they've done in the past. And, you know, the Bucks knew that going into the offseason. They went out and get Drew Holiday. Is that the answer? You know, they paid a steep price for him. Is it going to pay off? I, I'm inclined to bet no at that price. I mean, at plus 240, I feel like a lot of people with the Bucks, they feel like they saw this movie already. You know what I mean? They saw the movie. They sure. know the ending. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it, it bothers me a little bit that it's trendy, but sometimes it's trendy for a reason. And I'm not a guy that was super high on Miami in the, during the season. I think they got a lot of credit in the second half of the season from beating up on some bad teams. And it, it's really tough this year in the NBA to to really kind of figure out because there's been so much resting and so much, you know, people not playing, you know what I mean, in big spots against big teams. So, you know, and you got a condensed season. But I just think from what I've seen, you know, Miami defensively, Bama, you know, in, in the middle, like they can they can put Giannis in the phone booth, try and make him win that way. He's not going to like it. He's been uncomfortable in the past. So I, I don't see anything being different. I mean, maybe Holiday makes that much of a difference. I don't think so. I mean, I, I would be inclined to go with the Heat here, especially at plus 240. Yeah, it's a good good price. And, 
These teams have obviously met three times throughout the course of the season, dating all the way back to 12-29, December the 29th. Milwaukee beat them 144-97. Then on, oh, they went back-to-back, excuse me, 119-108. Miami got them the second time. Both games were played in Miami. And then 5-15, just about a week or so ago, 122-108. Milwaukee ended up winning that game and, of course, covering the four-point spread. Uh, two unders and one over throughout the course of those three games. The one thing that's alarming with Milwaukee, it's the outside shooting. Not a good three-point shooting team. And that's what worries me about this team because then you go up against the Miami Heat, that's a team that we know can shoot from downtown, and that could be the difference in this series. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's the coaching, too, right? Like, you look at Spolstra, you know, like the coaching, the advantage is huge on Miami's side. And I think when you get into these series, it's that that plays. That matters, you know what I mean? And and Miami's had success in the past. So if things don't start going right, you know, where is Milwaukee from a mental toughness perspective, right? Are they going to be able to kind of battle through that? Are they, is the coach going to be able to make the adjustments to, to make them successful? And I, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I can't bet it. I, I think the dogs are out Saturday, man. You know I like dogs. Ooh. I'm letting them loose. We're starting the summer with the dogs, I feel like. But it's going to start with the Miami Heat, definitely. The dogs are off the chain, off the leash on a Saturday here. All right. You know what's funny is because I've – I've heard people trying to talk themselves into taking the Mavericks here, and they're plus five in game one against the Clippers. I've definitely heard a lot of people saying, Luca, that's the squad that's going to upset the Clippers. And no, Clippers don't scare me. I think it's going to be a great series, great game. Um, but, ah, man, it, 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 you have to think the Clippers are going to edge them out just because they're, they're a little bit deeper. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, everybody hates the Clippers now, right? Because they're they're just tanking at the end. Like they yes. lose back to backs, I think, to the Rockets and and to you know uh, OKC, and it, it's just like you know they say they flip on the light switch and they win, right? But they said that in the bubble, it didn't turn out that way, right? And then they come out afterwards. We didn't want to be in the bubble, you know. Dallas gave them all they could handle, um, and you know they they can give them all they can handle again. They finished the year very strong. The Mavericks did. Um, and I think that that kind of plays. So you have two teams entering the playoffs with a, a very different, you know, momentum. You know what I mean? Like Dallas finished strong. They're ready to go, go to the playoffs. Clippers are just kind of like, hey, whatever. We're going we're gonna to throw all these games at the end. Um, so I kind of worry about the mentality of the Clippers. Um, I worry about whether Leonard's healthy, right? Like is, is Leonard just going to be able to turn it on and be 100%? You know, he hasn't played a ton down the stretch. Um, I think, you know, when you look at Luka, uh, Doncic, I mean, I, I think he can obviously take over the game. Um, they're definitely deeper, uh, you know, but I think if Dallas can, you know, kind of slow down Zubak, and if they can survive inside, um, I think they can they can definitely make a series of it. I probably like them with the points more than I like them in the series. Like, I don't know if I would bet the series from the jump. I'd want to see game one and see how these teams come out because it really comes down to, um, you know, can the Clippers really turn it on? And it's going to come down to coaching as well. We talked about that in the last matchup with Spolstra, right? So now you have Carlisle. Is he going to let, you know, the same team beat him over and over again? Um, I'm not so sure. You know, Tyron Lue, do you believe in him here, you know, with the Clippers? Like, how's that going to work out as far as the in-game adjustments during the season? Um, but I definitely think Dallas is live. Like him more in game one than I do the series because, again, I want to see how the Clippers come out. All right, Mark Drumheller joining us here on a Friday, as he always does. Uh, one last one in the NBA, and it's all about LeBron. I'm curious where you're at on the Lake Show after what we saw on uh, Wednesday night. 
nice come from behind victory down by 13 and a half not a lot of things working in their favor that first half but of course lebron wasn't losing that game but here they are and it's just amazing to see these odds amazing to see these numbers you know we're talking about a seven versus two here and uh, at one point you could have got the phoenix suns at plus 190 it dropped it's now down to 130 lakers are minus 167 uh, for game one flip that phoenix is a minus three favorite in phoenix these numbers these odds are just incredible to understand to look at to keep track of but in a general sense where do you see the lakers at right now do you see them as a team that's playing possum that can flip that switch or do you see them as a team that's hurt and prime for the taking this year yeah i think it's it's probably somewhere in the middle but i just think that this is way too big of a hill to climb even for lebron like you know like i am i'm shocked that they're lying the way they are to be honest with you um it, it's just i get it like but i've never seen you know a team get so much credit for getting by an a seed with by the skin of their teeth like like they need a miracle to beat golden state you know what i mean and everyone just that just assumes they're going to steamroll through Phoenix, um, and they very well might. But you know they got to go on the road to play Phoenix, you know, and then they're going to go on the road to play the winner of Clippers in Dallas, which very well could be the Clippers, right? And then they got to go on the road and go play Utah, who, oh by the way, wins eighty-seven percent of their games at home, right? So in the in the Western Conference Finals, they have to go to Utah and play, and they're going to have to you know beat them in a seven-game series. And we we always the thing about LeBron is is we we think so incredible is he's played so many playoff games because he's been to the finals so many years there's so much mileage on LeBron and and now he has to battle back as you know as seven seed and lead this team to the NBA championship I mean listen it's a great story it would be an awesome movie I don't think it's real life like I don't see any way he can do this I don't think anyone can do it um I played Utah to win the conference um, for a lot of the reasons. Like, I think they're the best team. They have home court advantage, which I think is a real thing in the NBA. I played them, and I played the Sixers in the East. I got them at 300 and 350. Um, so all I need is one of them to get to the finals, and then I'm in the green. Um, but I just think that the, the way the Lakers have shaken up the whole odds um, throughout the entire NBA, not even just in the West, I think is an incredible story, and I am definitely um, excited to see how it plays out because if he can do this, he might be the GOAT. Yeah, no, and I said that on on yesterday's show. I it's it's hard to argue. It's like wait a minute, let's just let's put things in proper perspective here. Everything they're up against, the bullseye on the back, they're loaded, and I love them this off season. I said, you know, they they re up, they got better, uh, but it just hasn't been smooth, and it's clearly all about him putting the team on the back. That he was well. Look, on Wednesday night, Vogel made a change and put AD at the center position. AD doesn't like to play the center position, but it clearly made a difference. He was not effective in the, at the four, made the change, and, and, and really stepped it up uh, in the second half. But LeBron put the team on his back in totality after a rough first half, finishes with a triple-double. If he can do that on a night-in, night-out basis and lead his team to another championship, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. It's... It's it might it's it's time to have that conversation, but I don't see it happening. I just think it's too much. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's way too much, and I, I think it's the most interesting part about the you know I talked about you know having the Sixers in the East and, and Utah in the West. You know we have two teams that are number one seeds that have been very dominant at home, and you know they ha- they both had the third shortest odds. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like Milwaukee's odds, you know, in some places were better than the Sixers. Um, you know, same thing over in the East. It's Lakers, Clippers. Um, you know, so I, I just think it's it's fascinating the way you know the credit that the lakers are getting where they're just like it doesn't matter how big the mountain is it's lebron they're definitely going to win and and i just i don't know man i I just think it is just huge i mean he's gonna have to win you know 28 games probably in these playoffs man you know like it's it's going to be a lot you're starting with us you know the number two seed you know then you're gonna play the three seed and then you're gonna play the one seed and then you got to go play the east so um, it's crazy. It's, it's 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 crazy the way it played out, but it's going to be something we're going to be talking about. I feel like for a lot of years, no matter how it turns out. I would love to see the Sixers in that finals with them. That would be gets a banged up, tired Lakers. LeBron's wheeling his <laughs> wheelchair into the finals, right? You know. Drum, I know you're uh, heading out of town on down to VA, man. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Appreciate catching up on a Friday. Look forward to uh, inching closer towards football season and really digging in and and, uh, tackling that upcoming season, man. Let's make some money. But uh, best of luck on your plays and enjoy the weekend, man. Absolutely. You too, Sean. Thanks for having me. All right, special thank you to Mark Drumheller, as you just heard. Good stuff, as always, from Drum. X underscore Drumheller is where you can find him on socials. Be sure to give him a follow and uh, definitely check him out over the weekend. Betting for breakfast. He'll be going live, getting you caught up on everything you need to know for the weekend. And, of course, Jigsaw, he's always got something. I think tonight he's got Ala coming on from the 76ers broadcast. Uh, man, big-time deal, big-time get. So give uh, Jigsaw a follow as well as T. Cotillo. 